Welcome back to Fitness Manifesto. I am one of your hosts, Kim, and joining me is... Justin. Welcome to this new show that we've started, which focuses on life, awesomeness, friendship, and fitness as a whole. How's it going, Justin? How are you? Kim, uh, I'm doing great. Fantastic. I'm so excited about today's topic because it's one of those things that I think ties in well with everything we started the year with, but it's basically dealing with setbacks. We're three weeks into January and I woke up on Sunday, went jumping on a trampoline and I'm training for, I've got a half marathon in two weeks, a full marathon, and then another full marathon, basically a month apart. And I threw my back out. I woke up. It was one of those great days. I walk outside, do my thing. And all of a sudden it was like, start keeling over. I'm like, Oh God, I hurt. And I've been doing all the stretching and everything else, but it's been a massive setback for me. And so I think today it's important to talk about. You knew I was going to say something. You kind of uh, paused for a second. So you always do, please. When you say you were on the trampoline, were you on there with your children? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Were you guys playing a specific game or just bouncing? We did two games. One of them like is tag where you just run around and try to tag each other. But the other one, they do this thing called popcorn where they lay down and I bounce up and down to try to get them to pop and you break up. It. You know? yep. I notice every time I do that, I do something wrong. So you're not like doing flips and back flips and front flips. I mean, I've watched Bailey do that. I'm not going to lie. I'm incredibly jealous because I think it's so bad. Awesome sauce. To be able to do that. But I know I am the straight up and down, maybe a twist in there. I don't, I can't do a somersault. I can't do any of that in there. Well, I will tell you. I can. I can do a backflip, land, and do another backflip, and land, and do another backflip. Not even a double bounce, just one, and flip, and down. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love trampolines. They're awesome. And I love them, too, but I find that my body doesn't love them. That's also age. It is, but it's also... I think that I did damage earlier in my life. I didn't really take care of it ever. And now that exacerbates it kind of thing. And so, you know, I mean, it's been a real, like, I got to tell you Monday, because Sunday I was like, okay, I can just sit. I can massages. I can do all these things. I felt better, but I still can't run. Like even today, I can't run. I'm going to go on a super long walk, like three or four miles, but I can't run. And it it is so disheartening and it is very hard, but I'm also like, hey, look, I got a podcast on this. I gotta. I have clients. I have to practice what I preach. So I'm practicing what right. I preach, staying on track, but finding new ways to do it. If our listeners remember correctly, a couple months ago during the summertime, Justin also injured his back gardening or doing lawn work. This isn't a new thing for Justin, but he's doing the best thing for himself. He's listening to his body for one. He has backed off. And he's doing what he can so that he can come back to running, so that he can come back to jogging. If he were to try to do it now, he would hurt himself worse and he won't be able to show up for his half marathon in a couple of weeks. Exactly right, Kim. And I think that that's taken me to my mid forties to figure that out. I always try to push it. And then I finally have realized, look, you only got one body. You've only got one experience. Make it count. Do it right. I keep telling myself that. Does it get easier? No, but if I reinforce it every day, I do see the benefits. Today, I got up and do this thing usually every morning where I throw the sheets off and I fling my legs over and I pop up like, whoop, try to do something fun. It makes me laugh. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll film it just to show you guys because it's just something funny I do. Anyways, I couldn't Please make sure you're clothed if oh, you do that. Blake can just black out, yes. Does Kel laugh at you when you do this? No, she, well, she did for the first probably two years. Now she's just like, oh, Jesus. Okay, yep, he's got to do it. He's- she rolls her eyes at you. She's like, here we go again. Yeah, after uh, 18 years of marriage, I think think that uh, it is warranted an eye roll. I, I, yes, I think she has earned the eye roll, but I get, so this morning I was able to, I mean, I'm not doing a 
it fast like I usually do, but I was able to swing it over and sit up and it didn't feel great, but it didn't hurt. So I know I'm making progress. Yeah, that's good. I know you're a big tea drinker. Are you drinking like an anti-inflammatory tea? I'm drinking rooibos tea, which is naturally kind of like a neutral tea, but it has a lot of flavonoids and stuff like that in it. I'm taking turmeric and I'm doing higher doses of calcium and magnesium to help offset some of that stuff, but I don't actually have a anti-inflammatory. I used to have like ashwagandha tea and Tulsi tea, but I, I ran out of that and I'm, I'm kind of wishing I hadn't. I may have to go buy some. I will be true. I don't know what either of those things are, but okay. Oh, real? well, here, let, since, since our audience can learn too, Kim, ashwagandha and Tulsi are both from India and they are, Tulsi is what they th I think they call it holy basil. And it has a very unique taste to it. It's, it's an herb. Once you've tasted it, you taste Southeastern. I don't know how to describe it. Like, you know, curry tastes like South Asian. Like when you try it, you know, you, you okay. transport it there. It has that taste to it. And ashwagandha, I believe it's also Indian as well. And it's like a Theravedic herb. And so it's meant to like calm your nervous system. I swear, like I, whenever I'm like antsy before bed or I'm feeling anxious or whatever, I'll take that. And it really does help my nervous system calm down. Uh, well, shout out to India right there for their tea. That's phenomenal. Kim, we're going to do a promo for this as well, but I think we got to send a shout out. We have for the first time infiltrated India. We just looked this morning. Yes. Yep. We have one listener or viewer on our YouTube channel from India and we are super excited. And so thank you. We can't wait to grow that market. We love your food. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. We love just watching it grow. We want everybody to feel the energy that we feel and to hear what we're saying. And yeah. I just, I can't explain it. I'm just, I'm crazy excited for it. It is phenomenal. Well, it's something I think that it, I listen to our shows every time they come out before they come out, right? I listen to them, Blake edits them and, and listen to them. And I get excited about every episode because I forget half the time what we talked about because we're, by the time it comes to us to listen to, it's, you know, at least two weeks behind usually. And so I'm like, oh man, I love that episode. <laughs> And with that being said, I think you need to go back and listen to a couple episodes of what you were supposed to do before the end of the year. Are you talking about jumping in the cold pool? Is that what you're referring to? No, no. I'm referring to making a pie. And there was something, there was one other thing. I'll have to go back and listen. You were supposed to do something else before the end of the year. And we were going to show it and talk about it. And well, I fell that's flat. a red mark for you. Yeah. Well, in today's world, I think that's a check minus. All right, Kim, a check minus. Yeah. Okay. I mean, whatever, whatever Brownie you want to call. I completely forgot about the pie, but Kelly cleaned out the freezer this weekend. So I don't know if we still have it, but if we have the pie crust, I will make a pie this week. I'm hundred percent committed to it. I will do that. But it's gotta be the one that you said you were going to make. I will. I'll make the blueberry pie. I'll make that. I don't think it was blueberry. I thought it was. No, I thought it was oh, uh, coconut cream. Yep. It was a coconut cream pie. Okay. So our listeners can hold me accountable here. Kim, this is why we make such good partnership here. I think I committed actually to two pies because- I never made the coconut cream and you chastised me about how easy it was to make. And I'm like, I think it's hard. Well, that was on our Thanksgiving episode with your mother. And to your credit, Kim, I actually looked up how to make it. It is stupid easy, supposedly. I could send you the recipe for a coconut cream. Yes, actually, Kim. So I don't have to do it. I know you've got a good one. Send me the recipe because I do have a good blueberry one. Uh, let's make it so. Deal? I feel like I should make you really work for this and do it all yourself. But I guess I'll send it to you. All right, Kim. So let's go back to, to the topic of setbacks here for a second. We we touched a little bit on kind of a couple of setbacks that I have right now. Like, what do you do when you hit a setback? When something happens to you that either you're planning for it and it doesn't go right, what are some things that you do to counter that? When you get crazy frustrated, I never give up. I never give up on myself for one. We talk about it in every podcast. Don't be negative. Be positive and just think you were set back for a reason. And if you were to push yourself, you could injure yourself more and be counted out longer. 
Self-care isn't a bad thing. Not at all. Take the time off that you need. It's not an excuse. It really, really isn't. You know, like we talked about with my MS, whenever I am struggling or in a lot of pain, I said, I take naproxen. I take a leave. That's what the naproxen, that's the active ingredient in a leave. I try not to take anything. That's just me. I will spray biofreeze if I need it. I have a TENS machine that I will put on my shoulder and on my back. And I'll turn that TENS machine on and let it, if you don't know what a TENS machine is, it's the, they stick the little sticky pads on you right on your muscles. And then you turn it on and it like pulses it is what it does. It's a very Uh, tiny um, electric shock. Yes. And it is, I mean, honestly, it feels It feels great. Just don't crank it up. You could hurt yourself. I definitely get enough sleep. I listen to my body. Biofreeze, the spray is my friend. I always have it on hand, but definitely listen to your body. Don't get discouraged and know that when you come back, you're going to come back better. So what about you, Justin? What do you do? Well, so I think, first of all, I think everything you said is is awesome because I agree with everything on there. The one thing that I want to hit on here that I think that is really a problem, especially in Western societies, is the fact that we pride ourselves on working ourselves to death, especially as I've gotten older. It's appreciating not doing that. I found that I'm not only more productive, I'm actually more active, healthier when I'm doing less. It's weird. Counterintuitive to everything you're taught in America, Europe, mostly that you have to work 10 hour days. If not, you're a, you know, part of my friends here, but you're a, I don't know. And you've got to work when you're sick and you got to plow through and plow through and plow through. Well, every study shows that that's the quickest way to death besides smoking right. and drugs. I mean, that, that's the next, that's the next hurdle you have to overcome. So I think my advice here is to listen to all those signs, especially frustration. What I've had to overcome growing up in this kind of culture and having the environment that I grew up in and this really competitive landscape my entire life is not everything's competitive. And the the race at the end of the day is always with yourself. Slowing down to speed up is so true. And when you're hurt, taking that time, like you said, to not only listen to your body, but do the things you know you need to do, not the things you think you should do. Right. And you need to realize that whatever you don't get done that you step away from, when you come back, it's still going to be there. So I'm going to take your advice and, and and just put a little cherry on top because I think it's so right, is the fact that I also realized when I do these things, a lot of that stuff didn't matter to begin with. By taking that time, I'm actually focusing on things that really matter. And I know a lot of people had a hard time during the pandemic and I get that. I did too. We all went through weird things. But the biggest lesson I still take away from that is what really matters at the end of the day. Well, and it's how you face it. And it's how with your attitude, what is your mindset? What is your goal that you see for yourself at the end of it all? It's how you face it. And with what type of attitude that you face it with is going to be how your outcome is. A hundred percent. Here's a great example. So last night, my youngest son and my wife were sick. And so Jackson got up, I think at like 350 or something last night, screaming. He had some sort of leg pain or something anyways. And so we got out of bed and Bailey yells out from her room, my daughter, shut up. And Kelly goes, Bailey, just go back to bed. And Jackson goes, yeah, Bailey. And we all just started bursting out laughing. The perspective of that is so funny because it's true. It's just like, just everyone go do your own thing. Like just stop being ridiculous. Stop being so stressed out. Just relax. It's just so funny. That one little phrase. Yeah, Bailey, like two words. And I still Still makes me laugh. And I think that perspective is so important because like the show, it's funny to me because we talk about a lot of serious things, but we do it in a way, I think our personalities help a lot because I don't like to be serious a lot. I know you don't. The neat part about that is that the human journey has a lot of downs in it. It it really does. But how you face that, how you overcome that and how you decide to take the lesson from that makes 
all the difference. That to me is that little special uh, in the business. They always called it secret sauce, which I hated because that just sounded gross. But you know, that, that piece that I think helps relieve a lot of stress in your life is if you have a lot of faith, not just religious faith, but just faith that things will work out in the end, that you're here for a reason and that taking the time that you need is going to pay off. Right. It would be the cherry on top. And by you having that vision and being laser focused on what you want and what you want to come out of it, we'll get you there. Could it take you a long time? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. It could take so long that you almost want to give up. Don't. Don't because it will be there. A hundred percent. And I want to just refer back to this because I posted the other day from this woman, Vijay, that basically at age 68 learned to swim. I thought this was just so awesome because I mean, I can't imagine not learning how to swim as a kid, but I mean, she learned at 68 and said, don't give yourself an option to give up. I never thought about quitting. If I invest mentally, I don't quit. It's just a number. It does not matter. It is how you think about it and what you're pushing for and what you're striving for. That's what you're looking at. You're not looking at that number. No. You're looking at your accomplishment. And what you want to accomplish still. Put that in front of you and- and it's, it goes back to what your outlook is on everything. So as we get ready to wrap up setbacks here for a second, a couple of things I'd like to leave everyone with is it's not truly a setback if you find a new way. Because a lot right. of these things, one of the ways I've decided to look at it was I listened November, December last year to one of the books written by Thich Nhat Hanh, who is a Buddhist monk. And I think I mentioned him several times, but just an unbelievably fascinating look on life. And one of the things he said was that, like, look, these could be little lessons being tossed at you. Right? And how are you going to react to that? Is it going to be with negativity? Is it going to be with optimism? Is it going to be with clarity? Is it going to be with problem solving? You know, how are you going to look at this situation? When you look at it that way and you realize that there's a million different ways to look at any situation, it changes everything. With the minute I got out of my head and started realizing, look, this is a setback. Yes. Am I going to be able to train as hard as I want? No. But can I do a million other things to get around this? Absolutely. And so yes, I think that's really important. You were the one with the injury. What have you been doing to uh, help all of this? Yeah. So a couple of things. So one is I stretch about 10 minutes every hour during the day. So I have a, I don't know the name of it, but it's like a, it's a back stretcher thing where you add things onto it. It's got five layers. And so I use it on layer two and I lay on it and then I cross my legs at the end and it stretches my hips and my lower back out a lot, which helps. I do a lot of stretching and I do a lot of mobility stuff. So when I'm up, I try to bend forward a little bit. I twist slowly side to side. I try to get that mobility back and I've noticed that has helped a lot, but the minute anything hurts, I stop. I don't do anything that hurts. If it's tight, that's different, but that's what I'm doing. Do you do a heating pad or anything like that? I was so bummed. Our heating pad on Sunday broke and I've never had a heating pad break, but we've used it so much it bust open and I've, I have not replaced it yet. We had a really cool one that had like ceramic beads where like you heat it in the microwave and it would, oh my God, and it lasts like 45 minutes. It was such a great thing and I need to get a new one. But yes, I did that yesterday because it was so cold at night. I wore a heavy coat, but then I stuck my, basically my belly button and below in the pool for five minutes uh, for cold therapy. What about, have you been sitting in your hot tub? I did that afterwards. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, are you alternating the heat and the cold? The only thing I found that was really hard was on Monday when I, Sunday, Monday, anyways, whatever the, like the day I was really, really tight. I think it was the second day going back and forth was actually really hard because getting up and down was hard. It's one of those times I wish I had like a cryo chamber where I could just walk, <laughs> but getting up and down was probably better for me, but it was not comfortable. 
but I did it. Yes. I feel like all the stuff I've done has progressed. So it's, it's helped a lot, but stupid things still hurts. Leaning and bending forward. No, thank you. That is, that is a no go. Cause one of the mistakes I made just a good lesson for everybody is trying to do yoga right after this to try to loosen up my back. So I was doing cat cow where I was doing like the up and the down with my back. Mm -hmm. I thought that would be great. Cause it's a nice rocking cradling stupid. I got so cramped. I was like, Err like halfway through. So I don't recommend that. What about, are you wearing tennis shoes, supportive shoes, I should ask, or are you walking around in slippers and flip-flops? I'm trying to walk on bare feet as much as possible because I like the alignment and the connection with the ground. When I go on a walk later, I will use shoes. I'm not going to wear flip-flops or anything because it's too cold, but I'll use, I, I have really, really thin-soled shoes. So it's not minimalist, but it's pretty close. So that's what I usually use. What are your thoughts? Okay. I know when Ted, he hurt his back many years ago on a trampoline as well, but then also snowboarding and skateboarding. And whenever his back bothers him, he'll put on his supportive tennis shoes and he will wear them all the time because it just helps set his back up right. He always does that. Most of the time he won't sit down because he struggles getting back up, but he'll, he, like we have an ottoman in front of our couch and he'll go kneel by that and kind of lean on it a little bit. But then, yeah, he always has supportive shoes on always. Maybe I'll try that. Cause I, so I agree with everything that you're saying there that he does. Cause I've done that. The one thing that I do, that's a little different because my back is not as tight as it usually is. Cause I, I usually couldn't lay on the ground. I would be in so much pain. It would take me like a half hour. I'd roll over. I'd wait there for a while, roll over more. And it would just take me like probably a half hour to even get up. So I, I can actually lay flat in the ground. And what I've noticed is as my hips hit the ground and they spread out a little bit, that really, it doesn't feel great, but that makes a huge difference. Laying flat on the ground that is that that has done miracles. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, when you're listening to your body and you're doing what's best for you, trying to, which is but, as you should. Yeah. But I guess, you know, note to everyone out there too, is I tried to, I was reaching something for Bailey to get a bowl. I think this morning autumn, like seized up like that for a second. And I was like a bowl, you know, I'm trying to do the right stuff, but I still find that weird things anyway. So I'm not out of it yet, but I do know I'm making progress. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, listen to your body. Take as much time as you need. We crushed it, Kim. Thank you. We always crush it, Justin. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you come back weekly. Remember, we drop on Wednesdays now, not on Thursdays. Nope. And then we still keep our shorts on Saturday. With that, have a great one. And thank you all. And that concludes today's episode of The Fitness Manifesto. I know you guys enjoyed it. And Kim, I want to say thank you to you and to our audience for making this podcast what it is. Yes, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. And stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>